Let's now begin coverage of the key rules from Chapter 8, dealing with deductibility for both losses and bad debts. In this chapter, we look at the basic principles for determining the deductibility of losses, and we explain the various categories of deductible individual losses. Then we'll conclude with a description of the tax treatment for bad debts. The code makes a vital distinction between losses of business entities and those of individual taxpayers. The general rule for business entities is that all losses sustained in the taxable year are deductible if not compensated by insurance or some other means. In the case of an individual, however, only certain specified losses sustained during the year will be deductible. However, as in the case of a business taxpayer's loss, only the portion of an individual's loss that is not compensated for by insurance or some other means is deductible. There are basic principles for determining the deductibility of losses. First, in order for the loss to be deductible, there must be a completed transaction or an identifiable event that fixes both the time and the amount of the loss. A mere shrinkage in value of property is not sufficient for the taxpayer to realize that loss. In other words, for a taxpayer to realize a deductible loss, an event must occur during the taxable year to show that there was indeed a loss and that the loss was sustained by the taxpayer. Let's look at an example. If a building burns down, the fire is that identifiable event fixing the loss. If property is stolen, the discovery of the theft is that identifiable event. Similarly, the sale or exchange of property serves as a closed or completed transaction, enabling the taxpayer to fix both the time and amount of loss. Keep in mind that a taxpayer who receives full compensation from insurance or otherwise for that loss may not deduct a loss for tax purposes. However, if the taxpayer receives compensation for only a portion of that loss, then the balance, the taxpayer's net loss, is deductible. Additionally, if a personal casualty loss is covered by an insurance policy, no deduction can be allowable unless the taxpayer files a timely insurance claim regarding that loss. Other principles apply to the deductibility of losses in general. The property involved in the loss must have an ascertainable value. The loss must be a loss of capital and not merely a loss of expected income. The loss must be real in substance, not just in form. And finally, the loss must be sustained by the taxpayer who's claiming that loss for tax purposes. Now let's look at three categories of losses deductible by individuals. A loss is deductible if it's incurred by an individual in a trade or business, regardless of whether she or he is a sole proprietor or a partner in a partnership. Second, a loss is deductible if it's incurred by an individual in a transaction entered into for profit, even though the transaction wasn't in the course of a trade or business. Third, personal losses are deductible by an individual if they arise from fire, storm, shipwreck, theft, or other casualty. Let's look at an example of a loss sustained by an individual on the sale of a home. Regardless, Regardless of whether the individual is a real estate dealer, 
if he or she bought the house for rental or other gain-seeking purposes and subsequently sold the house at a loss, the loss is deductible. However, if that house was bought as a personal residence, the loss is not deductible. A deductible personal casualty loss is one that results from theft or some other unforeseen circumstance, like a fire, storm, or shipwreck. The occurrence of any of these events is generally not difficult to determine. A loss is also deductible if it results from some other casualty. There has been considerable disagreement between the taxpayers and the IRS as to what type of casualty results in a deductible loss for an individual taxpayer. Other casualties generally include only events that are sudden and unexpected, like fires, storms and earthquakes, or sudden changes in temperature, or a sonic boom. A loss incurred, though, by gradual deterioration, such as wear and tear on property over a long period of time, or the loss of home value from termite damage, are not deemed to have sudden impact and therefore will not be deductible. Also, losses resulting from mislaid property are not deductible casualty losses. A person who sustains the casualty loss is allowed to deduct only that portion of the unreimbursed loss in excess of 10% of AGI. There is also a $100 reduction for each loss sustained. Suppose an individual taxpayer whose adjusted gross income is $30,000 has an unreimbursed casualty loss of $3,500. 10% of AGI is 3000 and after applying the $100 per loss limitation, a casualty loss of 400 may be deducted. This sum was found by subtracting $100 from 500 The excess of the amount of the unreimbursed loss, 3500 over 10% of the taxpayer's AGI, 3000 is 500 less the $100 limitation. Where personal property such as an automobile is subject to a casualty loss, the amount of the loss is generally the difference between fair market value of the property before and after the casualty, but it cannot be more than the adjusted basis of the property. 